Radio Split Ranch. Hello and welcome once again to Radio Split Ranch, a monthly visit with the Capital Region's great radio personalities of the past and sometimes present. I'm Warren Garling when I'm not on the radio. That toe-tapping theme music you're listening to is by the toe-tapping singer-songwriter and all-around nice guy Drew Jacobs. Whenever I need a laugh, I invite him to lunch. But it's easier for you. You have to just visit Drew's website at drewjacobs.com to see his latest CD offerings and upcoming concert events where he entertains with the great original parody songs he's written, some of which you may have even heard on the Dr. Demento radio show. Our show this month consists of a terrific opening spiel, a great interview and clever closing comment, followed by some old radio air check from the old host of this monthly podcast. Try to stay awake and pay attention now to an old friend and colleague who entertained you for a couple of decades on many popular radio stations here in the capital region of New York. Here's my conversation with Tom Robinson. I want to say, Tom, you're probably the first guy I'm interviewing out of the 13 I've done so far, who was born with a radio name. With a radio name? I, I, I oh. think Robinson is a radio name. Okay. I think Tom Robinson is just so easy to understand. And Was that the reason you got into radio? Tell, be truthful now. Uh, truthfully, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it was weird because I knew I was going to be on radio even before my voice changed. I was 12. Okay. 13. All right. So how did, that, how did that come about? Did you see a radio station? Or? Um, it, I, I have to give credit to... Uh, my homeroom teacher in seventh grade, all right, uh, Mark Becker, who is uh, a local air personality and an English teacher. Okay, and he had this little radio group, you know, in, in middle school that he wanted to uh, invite uh, kids to to get involved, and it just seemed like a really appealing thing. But prior to that, I had been listening late nights out of um, wow. Uh, upstate New York, listening to Chicago and Fort mm-hmm. Wayne, Indiana. Uh, sure, whoa, whoa, and Fort Wayne, yep, yep. yep. And Super CFL out yep, of Chicago. Chicago. Uh, WLS and, yep. and all those great stations. So that was, what, uh, late 60s, early 70s when I was doing that as a kid. Okay. And my parents had no idea I was you know, staying up till midnight <laughs> listening <laughs> to, to that. Yeah, to, yeah. Because at, at night is when all these great stations came oh. in and you could hear... You know, disc jockeys from major markets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. some great, great people. Uh, when the sun went down in the wintertime, like 4.30, mm. I would hear the last hour and a half of the afternoon show on WCFL, uh, Super CFL, and uh, it was Larry Lujak. Oh, God, yeah. Who was yeah. just amazing. Yeah. It just it just drew me in to the point where I'm like, I got to do that. That's really, really cool. Isn't that neat? Yeah. So nice. when uh, I was in that class with uh, Mark Becker, um, my homeroom teacher, uh, he was encouraging us to get involved. And uh, they, they had this agreement with the, the middle school to let us go into uh, the small office off the uh, the principal's office where they had a, a PA system. Set. Sure, sure. So every day they would do the morning announcements and they had mm-hmm. kids taking turns going in. And there was a, a turntable in there. Oh, interesting. So they let us bring in our own records huh. and uh, play a couple songs. And I had a, a little bit of an issue because I played uh, Cheech and Chong's Sister Mary Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> so Great stuff. There was, uh, the principal had a little conversation about that. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. 
other than that, though, I mean, I thought that this is it. Man. Our, our morning so cool. show did not, and I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my junior year, I was part of the Wes and Warren show. Wes Smith was the student council president, senior. Cool. I was a junior. And I and it was uh, something the principal thought I might enjoy doing. He knew that I had an interest in, in radio. And so, I'd, same thing, but we didn't have a turntable. I, I think we did have... I could hook up a, re, a tape recorder, so okay. I could I could play tapes. Oh, and and I would sometimes do um, commercials for uh, plays we were doing or a big oh, football game right. coming up, and so I would add those in to the mix sometimes. That's, that to me, I think you know, uh, especially in, in the the sixties and seventies. There was really very little media mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. taught in schools, especially at that level. Yeah, and so you know when, when those kinds of things did occur, it just seemed like wow, you got to take advantage of those mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm, and, yeah. Um, you you want to hear a funny story though? Five years later, okay, I graduated high school in seventy. Mm-hmm. Five years later, in seventy-five, my brother is a senior. And he's hosting the morning show on TV in oh. in Burn Hills, where we went to school. So they had cameras. They had, they had cameras. They had a small studio set up, and it was a closed circuit thing. Wow! And it was like a newscast in the morning. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really neat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's uh, it does it does actually change kids' lives. Oh yeah, you know, right. So it absolutely we're, did mine. we're living proof of that yeah absolutely so. yeah sitting right here yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you did that actually in in junior high yep well, junior that, high. see because yep. we didn't have anything like that in our junior high it wasn't until i got to the senior high where students would do the announcements yeah, yeah it's um the principal in the day uh he, he was a pretty good guy joe waters uh super nice guy uh not your typical authoritarian type principal oh, that's and, nice you know he had a, i think he had a, a good idea as to gee you know this would be neat for kids to just to get an experience how to, how to speak publicly mm-hmm. you know yeah. and uh, yeah. I, I'm sure I wasn't very good at it but uh, by the time I got to high school um, the, the high school was in a different location in town it's okay. uh, all the way across town and a much further away. Now, what but, we didn't even ask. What town yeah. are we talking about? Oh, Where did you sorry. go? Uh, Oneonta, New York. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, in Oneonta, we had uh, the, the middle school was in it was what was what was called Academy Street, uh, and then we had to go to East Street, which is all the way on the other side of town. Okay, if, if you were to walk it, it would take you know probably half an hour. Oh. Um, but uh, we had to go to uh, East Street to the, the new, quote-unquote, high school, which had been built in 65. Okay. And so uh, there, I discovered pretty quickly that there was a, a, a set of upperclassmen who had made arrangements with a local college radio station mm. to, uh, to form a club. They called it the Oneonta High School Radio Club. Okay. And they would go on the air every Thursday afternoon from, um, I would say, like 4 o'clock until 6. Really? 4 to 6 every wow. every Thursday afternoon. They had the Oneonta High School Radio Club on the air. Cool. And, uh, of course, I was a, a freshman. <laughs> and uh, all these guys were seniors. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I was listening to them. <laughs> Just so envious, you know. Mm. Wow, I really want to try that. And then one afternoon, when I was listening, they said, "Hey, if you go to to the high school, uh, we're we're recruiting. If you'd like to to jump in, we'd love to have you." So I I gathered up a whole bunch of my records and I walked <laughs> up the up the the hill to Hartwick College. Okay. And uh, I found uh, the radio station WRHO in the basement of one of the one of the student uh, student unions. Mm-hmm. 
and it, it was it had its own smell. I remember that. Oh yeah, its own yeah. unique smell of all the yeah. records they had yeah. in these big. A, bins. a lot of radio stations for a long time ago had that vinyl smell, yes. and that's really what it was. It was the vinyl, and it was the electric uh, tubes that were running most everything and heating up the rooms. Yep. that you smelled all the time, and you could walk into a building, and I would know immediately that we were either near or in a radio station. Yep, it was yeah. just, and, and it's something that I remember to this day. You know, <laughs> yeah. you just yeah. never forget those smells. Yeah. So um, I just put my brave face on and I walked up to the air studio door and it was closed and I could hear people on the other side and I just knocked <laughs> waiting, you know, and the, the door opened about three inches. <laughs> this guy looks out and he goes, who are you? <laughs> I said, Hi, um, um, I'm a high school student at Oneonta High. My name is Tom and uh, I'd really like to, you guys said to come over. So here I am. <laughs> And he goes, hold on a second. He closed the door. <laughs> I felt like I was at the like, door. Did you need speakeasy. a password? Or, yeah, yeah, right. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. And I heard like some some hushed voices. And then they opened the door. Come on in. You know. <laughs> and uh, what grade are you in? And, and I oh, said, I'm God. a freshman. And they're like, oh, great. You know? <laughs> so, but I got to say, they, they were pretty cool. They said, you brought records. Mm. I said, yeah, yeah, I brought some records. And, and they, what do you have? So they're, they're pawing through my records. <laughs> <laughs> And I just happened to, uh, I, I guess I, I must have uh, hit at the right moment in the right record, but I had um, uh, Deep Purple's, um, oh God, I'm trying to think of it now. Hush uh, or um, Smoke on the Water? Or? It was uh, Machine Head. Machine Head. Okay, you have the uh, album. Okay. Right, yeah, that, yeah, okay. that record. Yep. And was it 1972, I think? Uh, anyway. In there somewhere. A relatively new record in my yeah. collection. So they're like, oh, space trucking, let's play that, you know. So they, they, they queued it up and they started <laughs> to show me how to queue up a record. And I sat there for probably an hour or more watching these guys do their thing. And they said, okay, you know, you come back next Thursday and, and uh, we'll show you some more stuff. So, uh, you know, it was Johnny on the spot there. I, yeah. I even quit the football team at that point. Whoa. So wow. yeah, I just said, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm, yeah. uh, I'm in. So, yeah. But that's... Uh, that's how it got started. Yeah. It, it, was, uh, it was great because of the fact that even though those guys were seniors, uh, they really did, you know... They understood that uh, that I was dedicated, that I wanted to do this, and mm. within six months, I was there by myself on weekends doing filling wow. shifts for wow. some of the college kids. That's cool. So it was, yeah, it, it was a it was a process, and I was just gobbling it up, you know. <laughs> I, I just want to get my hands on the on the, the pots, oh, and, yeah, yeah, you know, open yeah. the mic and do it. Well, when I did uh, an internship in my ninth grade year um, at uh, WSNY in Schenectady. Um, I was just thrilled that we weren't there just to watch. Although the first few times I was there, I was cutting newspaper ads out of the newspaper for the sales staff. You mm -hmm. know, uh, but um, after a while, um, um, a woman took me in, uh, and a very uh, at that time weren't very women, many women in the studios. Right. This lady, I thought, was like the secretary or something, <laughs> but she takes me in and shows me how to dub from reel to reel to a cart. You know, and so I learned from this chain smoking, heavy old lady <laughs> how to chain do smoking, some yes. production. You know, yeah, that those good old days. But um, but just to be able to at uh, at that age to touch yeah. the equipment mm -hmm. and actually use the equipment and yeah. make mistakes with the equipment <laughs> was just terrific. That's yeah. uh, that you know that that in and of itself uh, because. You know, if we compare that to today, yes, where everything's a hard drive, yeah. you know, you're basically just laying down your voice in a, in a hard drive and then mm. walking away and it does the rest. 
to actually physically touch the records and to, to learn how to operate the gear and, of course, what we call engineer your own board. Yeah, run the board, yeah. Um, you know, that era, I, I believe, is probably gone. Oh, uh, probably forever. Yeah. You know, and, 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 yeah, you got to roll with the flow. I mean, sure. you know, they're not shooing horses on the corner down the road here anymore <laughs> either. You know, I mean, times change and you got to roll with it. Yeah. But but the good old days, the glory days of when we started in radio where you, you're where you would leave after four or five hours and say, I ran a tight board. I ran yes. a real good show. Very few mistakes. Only mm-hmm. once did I play a 45 at 33, <laughs> something like that. Um, you know, I, it, it, I just I miss those days. A lot. Or drop the stapler on the record as it's played. Oh, yeah. 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 Or turn a. A spare turntable on and a glass ashtray goes flying yes. across the room. Oh, yeah, that yeah. happened to me once. You know, so. I think the most disastrous thing I ever did early on in my career, I was hired. Um, God, let me think about this now. It was right around the time I, I was graduating high school yeah. and I uh, was looking to just, you know, get paid you yeah. know, to do yeah. it. Segue into a paying job. Yeah. yeah. And so I ended up getting uh, a job watching automation. Okay. You know, in the local commercial <laughs> radio station. Yeah, yeah. And they had three big, what they call ITC decks with big giant metal reels. So mm-hmm. the music would play continually. It was like a, I think Drake Chenault. Okay. Uh, almost, I guess, easy listening. Okay. You know, something yeah. like that, that yeah. kind of format. Anyway, my job was simply to change the reels. Oh, wow. And then put the yeah. new the new uh, commercials in the carousels in the, the automation system. Mm-hmm. And one night, <clears throat> uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I had a slight issue. I was uh, rewinding one of the machines, and they would travel at very high speed oh, yeah. in, in rewind. Yeah. And I hadn't actually fastened the the, oh. um, uh, the little, it was like a, a, a pinch roller, or not yes. a pinch roller, but a, I've forgotten the name <clears throat> for it now, but it was something that would hold the, the reel in place. Exactly. And I hadn't yeah. tightened it down properly. Oh, boy. And they were kind of old anyway. Yeah. So as it's rewinding, the, it, the, the reel pulled away from the machine and then dropped down and sheared the entire head stack right off the machine. Oh, my God. Took it right off, clean, wow. clean off, like a, like a that, guillotine. That could have taken your fingers <laughs> off if you were standing there. I yeah. know. Yeah. I had my back to it, and I heard the sound. Uh, and when I turned around, I couldn't believe it. Just completely sheared the, uh, uh, the front of the machine off. Yeah. So, oh, jeez. Yeah. How do you explain that to the boss? Uh, well, <laughs> the, the chief engineer, thank goodness, was a friend, yeah, uh, at yeah. least up until that point. Um, but no, that, that was, yeah, that was wow. the, one of the worst things I can think of. Sure. You never forget that. No, know. that sticks with you. And, yeah. uh, and, yeah. and heaven forbid, you know. Yeah. Um, but hey. It's yeah. uh, we all have to. You have to learn somehow. So, did you stick with the group during uh, your all your uh, high school years? Did you? Yes. Uh, yep. So go there regularly. Yeah. Basically, became like you know, sort of like a not the captain, but like you know, one of the main guys. Sure. Uh, running the club. Uh, as we get closer and closer to the end, you know, in in, uh, in senior year, uh, I wrote an article for the, the the school paper saying, "Hey, you know, we need to promote this more and get mm. more people involved." And I still remember, uh, you know, uh, just just uh, hoping that you know my next my next opportunity would come along soon and of mm-hmm. course watching automation was it but, yeah 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 um, now but, during high school were you thinking college or were you thinking yeah. radio school you know you were thinking higher education yep yeah. so um you know my father wanted me to go in in town because there's two colleges there in oneonta he wanted me to go to the state university mm-hmm. and they did have a college radio station which i was familiar with but they really didn't have a program like a communications ah. uh, degree yeah. so yeah. i started looking around um for 
first uh, Syracuse University, uh, the Newhouse School of Broadcast. Mm. Way expensive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was not really an option at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another called Graham Jr. in Boston. Graham Jr. College. I, I'm kind of familiar with <laughs> yes, it. Yes, I think you are. <laughs> yes. um, I, I've got half a half-ass degree from there. Okay. Half an associate. I went for one of the two years. Got I it. Half an associate, yeah. Well, I was so gung-ho. <laughs> I was going to go to Boston, and uh, the rep from Graham Jr. came to visit me wow. at, at school. And, yeah. Uh, the, our guidance counselor, uh, Mr. Cowden, he got, uh, got me in front of this guy, and we talked for a good hour. He's like, oh, we, you know, you're our, you're our guy. We want you to come. And Absolutely. So I was all set to go, and I was, I was graduating in the year of '77 yeah. in, uh, in June of '77. Okay. So I was oh, ready. No. And oh, as no. soon as I know uh, what's going to happen. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. As, you tell the story. As soon as I graduated, I got this notice in the mail that Graham Jr. was no longer in existence. Yep. Yep. That's when they went under. Yep. Yeah. So I was okay. I had to take time uh, the next year. In fact, I couldn't go right away. <clears throat> so. I had to um, locate another school, mm. and it took me some. I got some research done. Uh, my guidance counselor again helped me out with that, but um, found a place on Long Island, yeah, uh, in Old Westbury. Okay, a place called New York Institute of Technology, and uh, they had a four-year program. Wow, for radio and TV. And I thought, you know, and it, it was a private school, but it was much cheaper than than some of the schools that mm-hmm. I've been looking at. So mm-hmm. uh, I had to wait a year. But uh, so 78 was the year that I, I went to Long Island for the first time. And um, my dad refused, refused to drive me there. He Whoa. Said, he really wanted to stay in town. Yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. like, here, here's the car, kid. Good luck. Well, you know? at least you got a car. <laughs> no, I think more more of the, it wasn't necessarily he didn't want me to leave for college. He wanted, uh, he didn't want anything to do with the traffic. In, uh, in oh, yeah. City. Oh, sure. Nothing to do. Oh, I understand he was, that. He was, you yeah. know, small town professor. He didn't okay. want anything to do with that. Okay, you know? that's understandable. So, but anyway, we, uh, you know, I, I, little by little, I uh, prepared myself and, and uh, I did take a couple of courses at the State University. Uh, voice and Diction was one of the courses I took there before I went to school in, on Long Island. It worked. You have a very nice voice and diction. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> just why I throw that in. It's uh, it, it, and of course, uh, once I got to school on Long Island, it was a whole new thing. I mean, it was is a culture shock because I mean it's an urban area, yeah, and the the traffic and uh, the people are just and you're from different. small town Oneonta, yeah, New York, yeah, small yeah. town, you know, yeah. So uh, I was there on my own, and and uh, I was so grateful that I was able to do it, hmm. and uh, uh, went through the first. I think semester or so before I actually uh, was able to apply for the college radio station. Yeah. So we had to go through auditions, and it wasn't easy, I have to say. Yeah. In addition to the fact I had to go into New York City to uh, Varick Avenue and take my my uh, radio telephone operator's license. Okay. Test. All right. Were you going to go for a first class license? It was or? A third class. Third class. Third okay. Class, which All was, right. well, I think it was like forty questions. Yeah, like yeah. It wasn't terribly hard, although no. I did have to take it twice myself. But I was only <laughs> fourteen at the time. <laughs> oh, so you got yours at fourteen. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, we, they required it uh, at our college radio station, which I was grateful for. And I sure. Thought, you know that was really good, uh, so I got it, and then uh, I was I was given the opportunity to do news. To start oh, with. that okay. was okay. You know, if you wanted to get onto the air staff, you had to do news first. Interesting. Now that's something I did not know about you that you'd ever even touched news, but yeah, you did. Okay, I did. I was yeah. out for a whole semester, in fact. Wow. Uh, but then uh, there was a program director. His name was Bob Waugh. 
who ended up at a big radio station in uh, in Bethesda, Maryland, called WHFS. Okay. Great honor personality. But uh, in those days, he was, you know, just an, uh, an elder classman. And uh, he found out that I'd had experience, that I'd been on the air before sure. uh, as, a, as a jock. So he said, hey, I'm going to short short track you onto the air. Uh, nice. Let me uh, just just do an air check for me and, and let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, he was very kind and uh, and gave me a, a regular shift. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of when. I think it was Thursday evenings. Again, Thursday for some reason. But <laughs> Thursday evenings like uh, 7 to midnight. Okay, like there you go. So, well, in my, in my uh, memoir that I wrote, I tell, uh, you know, in quite detail how it happened to me at college I was terrible mm-hmm. with testing I hated tests all through school right and when I found out I had to here I'd been on the radio for a while here in, in Schenectady and then I get to Boston at Graham Junior College and they're telling me I have to audition I'm thinking Whoa, uh-huh. can't I just give you an air check of what I sounded like <laughs> no no you gotta audition I just did so lousy on the audition. I only got a two-hour weekly shift. Really? And I was, yeah, and I was I was just so disappointed. But you know, it's the best thing that ever happened because I started hanging around the newsroom and wound up being a, a, the nightly newscaster from 6 to oh, 6.30, co-hosting okay. with a guy named Steve Martin, not the comedian. Um, and, <laughs> and he and I co-hosted a half-hour newscast every day. I'd go in at 4 o'clock and half start hour. writing it. Yeah. And so I, I got to do that, and I was a broadcast journalism major because mm-hmm. I figured I might as well learn as much as I can. So um, it's probably the best thing that happened to me because the next semester I did get the uh, seven to nine shift every night, Monday through Friday. That's great. You know, which I had a great time with. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, college radio. I think uh, to me, mm. um, if it didn't exist, I probably wouldn't not have had the career that I enjoyed. And, and that's I think almost everybody that's gone that route, like me too, would yeah. say the same thing. Yep. It's a it's a it's a great proving ground. You you make all your mistakes, and mm-hmm. you know it's not like you're. I mean, if you're if you're being obnoxious and being a jerk on the air, they're going to take you off. <laughs> uh, but if you're just making common mistakes, you know, just learning to segue songs, yeah, and yeah. watching the other people, the other other jocks do this, and listening to you know how do you get this one song to blend with the other? I mean, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. basic segue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was, to me, was like wow, that yeah. is so cool. And again an art that's lost because you don't have control over that any longer when you're on the radio it's all in the computer done in a certain order and you know you throw your voice in in between yeah that's it yeah yeah well you know new york tech uh being where they were it was the number 10 market in the the nation Mm. uh, right next door to the number one One market market. (laughs) in new york city um, I now you got a chance to listen. I don't mean to interrupt, yeah. but you got a chance to listen to some of the greatest talent in the world Absolutely. out of New York City. Yep. Yeah, Dan Ingram and cousin Brucey. And yeah, man, I mean, uh, you know, Harry, uh, Harry Harrison, Harrison. Uh, Harry Harrison. Yep. Uh, hello, love. Um, <laughs> and you know, just being so close, and and those people, those guys, where you can almost touch them. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so through college, you know, there was there was. Uh, I was hoping for opportunities with commercial radio there on Long Island, which did occur finally. Okay. Um, in my third year, I was hired for something called Apple Radio. Interesting. And it was uh, it was it wasn't actually broadcast, but it was it was uh, the data channel audio on the local cable system. Interesting. So if you yeah. turned on, you wanted to see what the stocks were doing. Okay. Uh, you would you turn on this one channel on the, on the cable system, and you'd hear this audio, this music underneath. Underneath, and it was Apple Radio. I'll be darned. And uh, so I got hired uh, to to work there for pay. Oh, cool. Uh, to do the morning show, six to noon. 
Ooh, there you go. <laughs> yes. Six hour morning <laughs> show. Six Whoa. To and uh, that lasted until my fourth paycheck bounced. Oh, oh. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was run by. Uh, I remember his his his, his uh, name was his, his name was Corey. I can't remember his last name now. But anyway, he. Um, he had this, you know, idea that he put together. Uh, he and his uh, former uh, friend uh, Bob <laughs> Buckman, who ran WBAB on Long Island. Okay, uh, they had conceived of this whole. Was data it in chart. Babylon, Long Island, by any chance? Uh, yes. WBAB. <laughs> I'm just taking a wild yes. shot guess there. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and, uh, and in fact, Corey even got me an air check session with Bob Buckman, the the man himself. Wow. Um, but I didn't get hired. So, oh. but at least I had that moment, you know, where where mm. somebody. I thought was really like high up the chain yeah. to listen to my stuff, you know. Yeah. But uh, sad to say that that was uh, short-lived. And at that point, uh, I had gone home for vacation in summer. And this is uh, going back to Oneonta, mm. you know, back to mm. my friends. And I had to be... World visiting you know and uh of course i had a couple of friends from the radio station because back in the day when i had been running automation i'd gotten to know some of the guys and sure some of them were still there so i decided to go by and see uh, a couple of guys there one one afternoon and when i walked in the general manager was standing in the lobby and he said hey man how you doing i haven't seen you in a while what you've been in school i said yeah yeah i've been, been in school he goes you know what our 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 news director just quit wow um, we need somebody tomorrow. Oh. And I said, uh, okay. <laughs> now, th- this is during the break between your third and last year yes. of college? Oh, yep. Okay. I just come through my third year in college, yeah. and I had another two semesters to go. Yeah. And this general manager, uh, Larry Russ Milso yeah. of Sconics Broadcasting, a super nice guy, but he said, hey, you know, we could really use your help. Because we know you've got the training, and and we wanna we wanna bring you on board. I said, um, well, I, I need to think about this, you yeah. know. So I did have a conversation with my parents, and um, ultimately, I thought, you know what, this is an opportunity to really at the ground floor get in at a, at a full time salary, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, do it in a way, you know, because Long Island was so expensive. Yeah, uh, do it in a place where I could afford to uh, to get paid. $9,200 a year. Whoa, look out. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Hotshot here. Right? Yeah. And actually afford maybe an apartment, this kind of thing. <laughs> but that was uh, 1981. Okay. So, All right. Interesting. Well, again, uh, we, our, we our careers mirror each other so much. Yeah. That's really weird because I didn't go back for my second year of the junior college. Ah. And so I looked, you know, I'm in the sixth largest market in the country and nobody's hiring a long-haired, hippie, freaky, you know, uh, 19, 20-year-old disc jockey. So nice. I wind up coming home and getting a job in Saratoga Springs almost immediately once I moved back no in, in early 72. And when my class graduated from Graham, there were a couple of folks from Saratoga County that were in my class. Cool. They came home with a degree looking for the job that I already had without the degree. You beat them to the punch. I beat them to the punch by not going back for my second year of college. Yeah. So, you know, what does that say? I, I don't know if it says that radio stations didn't care if you had the college education or if it means that we were more talented than what they I were going know. to teach us at college. I, I Maybe don't know. Maybe we were just either. more ambitious. Who Maybe knows? that's what yeah. it was, yeah. Well, it's it's funny because um, there was this phase of, of radio, the 60s, 70s, 80s, where 
you know, you had to have a classic voice. You had to have that that sound. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, they wouldn't look at you twice. I mean, even if you watch Private Parts, uh, that movie about Howard Stern. Howard Stern, yeah, had a terrible voice. Oh yeah, oh, terrible yeah, voice. Yeah. <laughs> and went through a lot of small town radio jobs mm-hmm. and just get mm-hmm. fired. Kept getting fired. Yeah. And just, you know, he, of course, he, we know the story now. He decided just to be himself. Oh, sure, which, sure. Uh, which made a big difference. Yeah. But he never had the, the classic voice. When you were listening at night as a kid to some radio stations, did you listen to WKBW in Buffalo oh, at yeah. all? Okay. Joey Reynolds. Do you remember the name Casey Petrowski by any chance? Uh, that does sound very familiar. Okay. <laughs> I, I want to say he did overnights, but it may have been late in the evening because I don't know how many times I stay awake past midnight was it, listening. Was he on after Joey Reynolds? Uh, probably. Probably. Yeah. I don't remember. But what I remember about Casey is that he was so entertaining, but he had no radio voice whatsoever. Yes. He just did not sound like your typical radio announcer. And that led me to believe, hey, there's room for all of us here. Oh, yeah. If we've got the wherewithal, the talent, and the drive. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's uh, things did change, thank goodness. I think, you know, it went from the top 40 era. 50s and 60s, really high energy. Mm-hmm. Everybody, you know, basically yelling with reverb behind their <laughs> That's voice. true, yeah. You know, into this FM thing, yeah. which really kind of suited me because I thought, you know, now I can actually just calm down. Yeah, be yourself. I don't, I don't have to talk up a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can be kind of, you know, sort of mellow, which, which sort of... I, I don't know, kind of uh, appealed to you've, me. You've always struck me as a mellow type guy, yeah. Tom, now that I think about it. And, you know, I tried doing rock radio. (laughs) It just, you know, it worked, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did oldies for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah, We'll get to in a moment. Uh, And and that required a little bit more, you know, energy. And you seem to fit the bill fine. But, yeah. uh, yeah. No, it's uh, the formats, especially early on. uh, Formatics, um, for me, were, were secondary. Okay. Really didn't care. Okay. Right. So the first thing, you know, WDOS and Oneonta, uh, I was uh, the news guy. Okay. So, yeah, you were telling us. So now you're a newsman, which really, is that really the direction you wanted to go? Not really. Okay. Yeah, but was, the opportunity presented itself. Hey, it was a paycheck. And there you and, go. And okay. it was uh, every day, you know, I had to get yep. up at uh, 4.30 and oh, be yeah. there and oh, yeah. get the morning newscast prepared and mm-hmm. learn to, uh, to do... Uh, you know, interviews over the phone. There you go. Uh, use all the gear, which which was fine by me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the general manager was determined to find someone who is really, uh, with experience, uh, had the chops to do the the news director position. Mm-hmm. So I was basically filling the space ah. with the idea, the proviso, that if I hung in there long enough, that that once they found that person, that they would move me across the hallway to to the air studio. Okay. Which which is exactly what happened. Excellent. So I ended up with um, once the the news director. Um, God, I can see his face. He was from uh, Boston. Uh, uh, Jerry something. Forgot okay. his last name. Anyway, they hired him, um, and then I, then within a week I was across the hall doing an air shift. Nice. Which uh, to me it was like okay. Now they had me doing uh, what was called the sunset shift. <laughs> Okay, so, was it a daytime yep. AM station? AM, okay. Yep. AM 730, WDOS, you know, uh-huh. the sun rose, they would go on the air and the uh-huh. sun would set and they'd go off, off the, the air. air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and in the wintertime, that's 4.30 in the afternoon. Yeah, 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 I had yeah, that yeah. last shift, you know, yeah. so I had like a, in the wintertime, it was like a half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but on the other side of the glass, there was another studio, WSRK, which was the automated, you know, station I'd worked for earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And they decided to go live in the oh, okay. evening. Oh, and said, Here's an opportunity. We now, was that to... an FM or also an AM? It, FM. FM, that's yeah, what I FM, thought. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, 1039, I okay. believe. But uh, so, yeah, so then I started working for WSRK and WDOS. So, signing off on the AM and then signing on in the FM, uh, t- just taking over from the automation sure. and ran, you know, records until, oh, I think like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, something yeah. Something like that. Well, try working like I did in Saratoga Springs for an AM daytimer, but also had a, a 24-hour FM. Actually, we signed off at midnight. 24 hours, okay. But, but, it, was, but it was, you know, till midnight. Yes. And try starting a, a, a Mets baseball game <laughs> at uh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh-oh. And then running for a half hour, that on the FM, and on the AM, you're doing a different, a completely different thing. Wow. You know, yeah. So you're, you're on two stations at once from the same location. But you have to make sure the buttons, you know, the, the switches you go to the left and not the you right. Pay and, attention. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It was it was <laughs> a trick. It was a trick. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's that's uh, again. I, you know, I'm so grateful for those days yes. because you had to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. You had to take the meter readings. Yeah. You had to you had to run the you know when the automation was operating. You had to make sure that was going mm-hmm. and do the shift and run back and forth. And thank goodness it was a small place. Yeah. And, and mow the lawn. Yeah. And mow the lawn. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't lose that. You know. No. <laughs> Clean the toilets, um, but no, it's it's uh, WDOS was was a great first opportunity. You know, uh, WDOS WSRK at one point SRK went country. Interesting. Which was the most depressing year of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know how my twelve years yeah. playing country was. <laughs> oh, uh, <yeah. laughs> oh yes, um, you know it. It, it did well for its time, and in, in the market, they did fine, but uh, it did ultimately, um, it ended up uh, being changed again back to a more of a, a, an adult contemporary sort of rock. Okay, I, I hate to interrupt you, but this is one of our friends calling, and I guess I better talk with him. You're interrupting a podcast. Oh, jeez. Sorry about that. I should have I, I let you know. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's up? I should have just texted you, but uh, I'm going to cancel out on tonight. Oh, I'm, st- I'm still, yeah, I'm still over at my mother's house now. I'm kind of wrapping up here. I was hoping to be out of here way before now. And to be perfectly honest, I don't feel 100% perfect. Okay. The grandkids uh, this weekend, and uh, they've been sick and that. And, you uh, think you might I, be coming I, down I, with I, something? I might yeah. be fighting it off or something. I yeah. Said, I don't want to go over there and. Uh, yeah, well, I I appreciate that because I just got over a cold last week, so I, I do appreciate that. Okay, all right. Well, I'm I'm uh, sitting here uh, interviewing Mr. Robinson for the podcast. Uh, so, Hello, John. Uh, <laughs> hey, John. What's up? And I'm I'm now trying to figure out if I'm going to leave this in or uh, or edit it out. I'm not sure, but uh, in any event, feel better. And uh, sorry, you're going to miss us, and uh, we'll do it again in a couple months. Yeah, I, I vote for edit out. I didn't even realize when you said interrupting. I didn't mean you were still rolling. Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 recording right now, so don't swear. You know, I, <laughs> there's a live mic in the room. As if I've ever heard John Stanley swear. <laughs> you had to do that too. <laughs> okay, guy. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon, John. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Okay, so if I do leave this in, I guess I should tell everybody that this is one of our rock trivia nights, which we've been doing 
Uh, Tom joined us, uh, I don't know, 15 years ago or so, yes. but, uh, but we've been doing this since like 1985, getting, wow. getting together uh, three or four times a year and just doing uh, rock trivia at night with a bunch of old friends. And John, that was John Stanley, who I worked with back at WGNA and mm-hmm. in Albany back in, uh, from, oh God, I think he joined us in 74. Uh, yeah. So, so in 1985, you guys figured out what to do with all this useless knowledge. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and the the and so again, Tom's joined us. Uh, uh, Jimmy, you might recognize the name Jimmy Nichols. Uh, uh, Jim. Uh, he also went by Jimmy Barnett on, on the radio over the years. Uh, the late Mark Kaplan used to be a member of our uh, mm-hmm. of our group. We lost him just a few months ago. And uh, we've added uh, Drew Jacobs, who's the guy that does the theme for my show here. Yeah. And so it's usually the four or five of us that uh, they get together. And uh, JS just had to bow out because of... You heard family obligations and a cold he might be getting, so we do appreciate him not Yeah, coming. we do appreciate yeah. that, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, hey, what do you want? It's a live podcast. That's well, it. Well, not really. It's a live on recorded po- podcast, <laughs> but anyway. And our next caller is... <laughs> <laughs> Probably the next guy that uh, cancels on us tonight. Yeah, you know? right, right. No, it's... Uh, I have to say, you know, just getting back to... Uh, Please do. Early, I have no idea where we were. No, we're, you know, just the early days. Um, yeah. If you want, I can break this down into three parts. So the early days, WDOS, WSRK, the Oneonta era, mm-hmm. and then uh, the middle, the middle time, which was once I finally uh, got out of town, <laughs> made my way to Utica, New York, and worked at WOUR, ah. um, which is a great rock station mm-hmm. of uh, Utica. Yeah. Uh, I, in fact, I idolized that station, the guys that worked there for so many years. And got a chance to work there, and then ended up in my third phase in in Albany. In Albany, sure, so, sure. So um, let's let's not uh, skip too far ahead. So you you were in Oneonta. How how long did you work on oh, the uh, FM? Yes. Yeah, so that um, that lasted a good a better part of uh, two years. Excellent. And yeah. then um, which shift were you doing? So I was doing that uh, that late shift on the AM, and then doing the oh, uh, the, right. the seven to midnight on the on the FM. Okay. And then eventually it uh, I did do a lot of fill-in work. I was doing middays and afternoons to fill in, and eventually I ended up with the afternoon shift uh, exclusively on WDOS, which was great. Cool. Um, but um, ownership changes were, oh, yeah. were, ha- were hot and heavy in those days. <laughs> there you go. They were flipping radio stations. Yeah. So we had Sconix Group Broadcasting. They sold out to uh, another group out of Texas, which came in and they had a whole new philosophy and a whole new mm. management style. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up leaving, uh, not of my own volition. I was just going to say, of your own volition? No, no. nope, okay. not of my own volition. And went across the street to uh, a, a place in those days was called W I E Z. Okay, and then the new ownership that came in there from uh, Michigan. They named it WZOZ, which okay. it still is today, 1031. Okay. There you go. And uh, got what hired. were they playing? They were playing um, more of a, a little bit more rock style. Okay. Uh, less easy listening, more of a, you know, kind of, um, you know, I guess you could say adult contemporary, hot adult contemporary. Okay. That kind of thing. Yep. ZOZ 103, Valentine's Day, 1986. We've got another love set coming up this next half hour. Hope you'll be around for it. Playing love sets all day long today. Phil Kellerman is here with the ZOZ Newsbeat. Thanks, Tom. Happy Valentine's Day. Thanks very much, Phil. <laughs> Good morning. It's Phil Kellerman on the ZOZ Newsbeat. Thank you so much, Phil. 6.36 on Valentine's Day, 1986. We've got another love set coming up this half hour. It's ZOZ 103. 
KZOZ 103, 643. Time to get up and enjoy Valentine's Day 1986. We're playing your love sets today. We've got one coming up real soon. Increasing clouds later on and snow likely. The high today, 20s. And their format was very tight. It was very good. It was run, uh, they had a, a consultant out of Connecticut who was really good uh, and branded it beautifully. Okay, then so, let, let's back up here. A yeah. consultant that was really good. Yeah. There's a story there. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm sorry. Uh, most stories I hear about consultants don't include the description. Very good. This was uh, this was an exception. Excellent. And All right. uh, no, it was uh, it was quite good. And I, and I have to say, you know, uh, I got a chance to do mornings there for a couple of years. Excellent. Which I really enjoyed. Yeah. And uh, and then that got sold as well. There you go. And once that got sold, a new ownership came in, and then I w- ended up going back to WDOS WSRK with another ownership. That it, that the, <laughs> there's there was probably six different owners wow. that came through town in yeah. that uh, that space of time, and that was from 1981 through 1990. So that that whole time, I went back and forth, what three or four times. Wow! And uh, it was, you know, in those days, you could do that. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's interesting because I noted a few years ago when uh, we had. Uh, like four owners of 20 radio stations here in the market. Yes. That if you messed up with one of the owners, there were four or five at least other radio stations all of a sudden you couldn't work for. Right. You know, uh, especially if they let you go for cause for something that you Mm -hmm. you did wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, on the other hand, and a friend of ours just did this, he's back with the ownership he worked for before after jumping ship. On his own, going off to something else that he thought was better. And now he finds himself back with these people. And again, if you leave on good terms and don't burn bridges, there's the chance. But in a lot of cases, if you're let go, um, you know, you're out a bunch of stations now in many major markets and and minor markets, too. There are, are, you know, there are just so many um, changes that took place, especially prior to consolidation. Yeah. That really, I mean, when it came down to it. It it uh, it was almost as if uh, if you wanted to you could you could work for a different radio station every year mm-hmm. you know in certain mm-hmm. markets yeah you, you, yeah, could, you, you could. could you could plan on it yeah um, but no it's um, you know things like that just don't occur anymore because sure. there's just a couple of owners left and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, you mess up with one, you mess up with them all. <laughs> yeah, so. right. So you uh, head for uh, Utica eventually. Yes, well, uh, eventually, what, what happened in between, uh, once this last ownership that uh, it was Hastings Broadcasting in WDOS, WSRK, is where I met my wife, by the way. Ah, I, and you're the first person again that I think we've interviewed that married somebody in the business. Yes, so that was a significant change. Um, she was actually the production director. Um, she was also a copywriter. And so I had kind of take my marching orders from her right from the beginning. <laughs> I got you ready for marriage. <laughs> yes, indeed. Perfect. Um, and now, but you know, as, as, uh, clearly we, we hit it off, although we were just good friends for the first six or seven months. And then a, a friend, uh, a, a mutual friend had uh, introduced us uh, more in a social way. And I was convinced that she was already married, that kind of thing. I mm, didn't mm. pry, I didn't want to yeah. know. But uh, yeah. as it turns out, she uh, was single and so was I. And, and uh, we started to, to see each other socially. So that did not make the, ma- the management happy. 
mm-hmm. didn't care for that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I made my exit from, from the facilities. And uh, she also, she stayed a little longer than I did. But ultimately, um, I, I formed a company with, uh, with a couple of friends to do uh, local radio commercial, commercials. Okay, yeah. Uh, it was a production company called Electric Dog Productions. <laughs> And uh, we had a recording studio in our home. There you go. Where we uh, we actually did a we did a jingle for a, for a company called Red Barrel Convenience Stores. Okay. In Central New York, uh, which aired, and they 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 paid good money for it, and uh, nice. we, were, we were doing great. Yeah. So it did. You know, at first seemed like it was going to be good. We were going to make some money doing that. We had some other opportunities. I was doing a lot of commercials for the local mall. But little by little, you know, it became more costly, and, and it wasn't really a steady paycheck. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and ultimately, uh, the the woman who was I was dating and was soon to be was eventually going to become my wife was a little bit freaked out by the fact that we weren't <laughs> making a lot of extra money. So, ultimately, I, I realized I'm going to have to get back on the air. Yeah. You know, I've I've taken a, a year or two off, and so I started sending out just air checks. You know, sure, like you do, right? Yep. Syracuse, Utica, uh, Rochester, places like this. Sure. And I got this phone call from this uh, this gentleman from uh, WOUR in Utica, New York, uh, the program director, Peter Hirsch. He was also the morning guy, and he said, "Hey, we just got your tape. We we want to talk." Cool. So, rode up to uh, to see the radio station on Genesee Street, legendary facility, <laughs> legendary facility. And uh, they've been very well known for their their, cl- their classic and also um, album-oriented rock, which was more eclectic okay. than most. Yeah. But uh, I had listened to them through the cable in Oneonta for years and just was so envious of their, their format. Nice. So I got hired to do overnights. And so I was driving to Utica, New York. Now, this is your first overnight shift. Yeah, you, my you'd f- gone first for one. quite a few years before you wound up doing an overnight shift. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. And I was willing to do it because I just wanted to work for that well, radio you station. Want, yeah, you yeah. Know, I've yeah. got to do it. Yeah. They're October of Central New York, 96.9. WOUR sticks Eric Clapton and Archangels quality new rock. Now, the music marathon getting underway with just a bit of a pause. And uh, we'll be listening in uh, to a guy who just gave birth. No, his wife just gave birth this last weekend to a, a bouncing baby boy, about eight ounce, eight pounds and, uh, and six ounces, I believe it was, Zachariah Satriani. His dad's going to do us a, a great tune in just a couple of seconds. Later on today, want to get out there and take advantage of the last day of regular Board of Elections offices registration to vote. Got to vote in November's national election because it's going to be an important one this year. If you need to know the location or phone number of your office, just give us a call at 797-9690 or 1-800-765-WOUR. Make sure you rock the vote with your community connection, 969-WOUR. I'm Doug Rockwell. It's another music marathon at the home of music marathons every hour. 96.9 WOUR, Utica, Rome, Syracuse, the rock of central New York. And so I was driving back and forth. I would get there at 11 o'clock at night and do the shift from midnight until 6. And uh, I would do some production afterwards. And I I ended up getting um, dragged into the morning show more than once. Okay. So the days got kind of long. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Uh, They had me uh, doing some character voices and some things, uh, (laughs) some bad, really bad uh, celebrity impersonations. (laughs) 
I never knew this side of you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, it was, Whoa. Yeah, it went on for two years. Wow. Uh, which I really enjoyed, but at the same time, I was exhausted. Oh, you had to be. Most yeah. of the time. Yeah. 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 So it it, uh, it had to come to an end because my wife eventually uh, was hired in Albany for a, for a really great position with Albany BOCES. And okay. So uh, we had to pack our bags and go. Cool. And I, I said to the guys, hey, man, I mean, I really love working here, but mm-hmm. I, I have to yeah. move. So, well, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you for, for you know, following the, the woman, all right? Because yes. you hear too many guys that their <laughs> career comes first. And that, to be very honest with you, is part of what happened to my first marriage. Ooh. You know, um, just, just, you know, I assumed that I was the breadwinner. Right. And uh, again, it was a different time. We're talking the 1970s. But um, but you right away knew that if she had the chance at a really good job, mm-hmm. especially you know with benefits and all that stuff, yeah, their the radio stations are a dime a dozen. Time to go. <laughs> time yeah, to go. Time yeah, to go. yeah. Uh, Bendak Corporation ran WOUR and K Light in, right. in Albany. That's right. And so, as a consequence, the owner of of K Light and WOUR, Paul Bendat, said, "Hey." I'd love to have you in, in Albany. Nice. Let's put you up with a with a with a shift. I can't give you anything full time, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll get you in there. So uh, I worked there for wow. Uh, we got here in '92. I worked there until uh, the first of the year '93. Okay. <laughs> so in the meantime, another radio station was just coming on the air. Yeah. Uh, in uh, January of 1993, brand new signal, brand new frequency, mm-hmm. uh, 104.5 WXLE, mm-hmm. and they were advertising for for personalities. Sure. And I sent a tape and got hired. That's where I first heard you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't think I don't <laughs> think I remember you from K Light, and I listened to K Light. So right, uh, you were just basically doing fill in and, yep. and weekend stuff. Okay, yep. so doing maybe part-time. I just I, I don't remember you from there, but I do remember you on XLE. And yeah. K Light was great. I mean, I, it was an adult. Yeah. Temporary and it certainly fit me. But, Good people. Uh, who who was there with you at the time? Uh, John Knott. I thought so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. John Knott was the program director. Um, uh, Chris Holmberg was there. Um, John Gabriel was doing part time. And wow, I do I do need to tell this story. If you know John Gabriel's voice, <laughs> who um, doesn't in this market anyway? Consider this, if you will, my first shift on the air. I was driving to K Light from where we were living. And I'm listening to the station. I want to hear what it sounds like, of course. And it's mm-hmm. my first opportunity to be there. And I hear this voice, <laughs> John Gabriel, coming mm-hmm. through the speaker of my car. I went, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> this guy is great. Yeah, yeah. And I still remember I walked in and I you know, introduced myself to him. And he was very nice. I said, man, you are, I'm sure you've heard this before. <laughs> Amazing. You've got a great voice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said, well, well, thanks. Um, And I said, so you must be here full time. He goes, nope. I said, you're not working here full time? Nope. (laughs) He said, really? Why is that? He goes, well, it's just, you know, it hasn't worked out yet. Yeah. uh, Yeah. So I realized I'm I'm going to be standing in line behind this guy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's why I took that job with WXLE. Sure. We have a very, very special guest on the phone with us right now. In fact, we're getting ready to uh, check out the show tonight at Saratoga Performing Arts Center with Roger Daltrey. It's called The Celebration of the Music of Pete Townsend and The Who. Roger, welcome to the airways of XL 104.5. Hi, Tom. How are you? Yeah, really good. Are you enjoying yourself? I'm oh, having a great time. Listen, I, you know, when, when you get to my age and you're still doing this music, you're, you're, every day is a bonus. 
XL 104.5 WXLE. A Stuart Copeland composition from the police days from that era, Miss Gridenko. And, of course, Stuart is, is with us if you just tuned in. Stuart has stopped uh, by the uh, studios and got to let you know that he's going to be performing live tonight with the Dogs of Desire and the Albany Symphony Orchestra at the Palace Theater. One of the things I wanted to ask you about the police era, there was a lot of press, a lot of talk about inner conflict with the three of you. Well, there's conflict in every group. Um, and I think that the reason why there's so much talk about it with the police is that we shared it with the public. I mean, mm. we, didn't, we didn't keep it secret or anything, but there, there's conflict in every group. And in fact, it's kind of strange to consider, but in fact, we were closer to each other as people than groups usually are. There were only three of us. It was a brand new radio station that had never existed before, and mm-hmm. we built it from the ground up. Um, it was a... Wow. Bizarre because of the fact that it was something brand new in those days called Triple A. Yeah. So that was 1993. Triple A adult album alternative <laughs> um, has, uh, they've called it Jack format. I mean, there's been a lot of yeah. different uh, yeah. iterations. And so the odd thing is they had uh, copied the idea from a station in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania called The River. Uh-huh. Owned by uh, Day Media. Day Media, And yep. they wanted to do basically what Day Media was doing in, in Harrisburg, mm-hmm. in Albany. And it was a great idea. Sure. Because it was, they, they started out with, um, they called it Rock Without the Racket. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it was <laughs> kind of a, a, sort of a hybrid. It wasn't like, um, there was no heavy metal. Yeah. There was no, yeah. um, no uh, you know, really loud music. It mm-hmm. was more, uh, I guess you could say a combination of... Um, of good acoustic uh, singer-songwriters, uh, blues, jazz a little bit. Um, we played, my goodness, uh, you know, Dave Matthews Band and Sheryl Crow. And these these mm. are all artists that were brand new in yeah, the day. So sure. A lot of cutting-edge uh, artists. And, uh, in fact, we were so um, successful with that. Our first, our first book, um, I was doing Middays and uh, finished in the top two. Whoa! So yeah, twenty-five to fifty-four. Yeah, uh, it didn't last, but <laughs> it, it was like, wow, this is kind of neat. You yeah, know? yeah. But um, it it uh, it was an experiment. I, I lasted there for about um, three years, three months, three weeks, and three days. <laughs> And that that came to an end. Yeah. Um, unceremoniously, I have to say. Mm. And a lot of this had to do with me. Mm, and, okay. Um, All right. Um, it was, uh, I was uh, being a jerk. We've all done that. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, what can you say? I mean, I, those are those are moments. Yeah, I, we all have those moments in life where we, we regret. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I could go back and change it, I would. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, there's no doing that. Yeah. I had gotten involved with a with an acoustic show on Sundays called Acoustic Sunrise, and it was it was number one. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole mm-hmm. time yeah. it was uh, it was a great show. Although I wasn't programming it, I was still you know the host and yeah. and uh, doing a lot of uh, public appearances. Uh, just you know, a lot of really. You know things that I never dreamed of doing. Yeah, life was good. Yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah. But unfortunately, I had a, a I just had a moments where I probably should have been I don't know in deep therapy or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's how radio is sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah. But uh, needless to say, once I left there, there was a bit of a gap. Sure. About, about uh, three or four months. Yep. But it was fortuitous because at the same moment, um, ninety nine point five the river was really starting to kick in mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the WGY FM side. Right, right. Um, and it was just like the Harrisburg station. Yeah. 
Yeah, we called it rock and roll without the hard edge. There you go. Instead of rock and roll without the racket. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And so I met Randy McCartan mm-hmm. uh, after sending a, a demo. Uh, he called me in and said, hey, you know, we want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, we hit it off. 99.5, the river's rock and roll breakfast. There's Bruce and Dancing in the Dark. About 10 past 8, I'm Tom Robinson for Tom and Lisa, who are returning next week after their big holiday break. Hope they're rested. Hope they're, um, well, actually ready to do this again. It's tough, man, when the, uh, the alarm clock goes off around 4, and then you head for the car, and it's covered in frost. Not a fun deal, but hey, but it's worth it, you know, to be here, especially to spread the cheer. And we've got lots of cheer yet to come this morning. We've got a uh, 25-pack of New York State instant game candy cane cash lottery tickets to give out. Also, another four-pack of tickets to see the gifts of the Magi at the Capitol Repertory Theater. If you like theater or somebody on your Christmas list digs it, uh, we'll have a chance for you to that to win that in just a couple. Now, it looks like clouds for the rest of today in the high of 30. More clouds tonight, 13, and some sunshine poking through tomorrow with a high of 19. Sunshine Christmas Day and 26. It's cloudy and 22. We'll take another look at Capital Region Roads with Jerry Bentley next. Open seven days a week till Christmas. Well, it's that time yet again to find out how things are going. Now, the question is, are people actually driving to work this morning, or are they trying to get in that last-minute shopping? Jerry, what do you think? Well, I think we have a mix of both going on out there, Tom. We, I'm Jerry Bentley for River Traffic. Thanks so much, Jerry. 814, hey, how would you like to go to a show? We have a four-pack of tickets to see the gifts of the Magi at the Capitol Rep Theater anytime between now and January 1st. And if you'd like to uh, maybe put these in somebody's stocking, by all means, all you need to do now is be the 10th caller at one 800 995-WRVE or just dial pound 995 free of charge on any Bell Atlantic mobile customer phone. Caller 10, 1-800-995-WRVE for the gifts and the Magi from 99.5 The River. That was a four-year relationship. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I remember it well. I was doing Saturday mornings. Yeah. I was the only holdover from the old WGY-FM, which was uh, oldies, 99.5. Right. And uh, and they kept me on Saturday mornings, and I transitioned into th- th- go from high energy oldies to the way that I thought they wanted me to do the you know the river. Yes. And you listen to my first few months on the river, and I wasn't sure what the heck I was doing. Right. I was trying to do the early 70s underground FM kind of thing, which I wasn't really cut out for myself. Right, right. And so that was quite a transition for me. But once I got into the music and the pacing a little better, I became myself. And, and yeah. gosh, I was there. Until 2001, I believe. So, wow, yeah, yeah, from 94 to 2001. Long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doing Saturday mornings. That was, it was a, it was well run. Uh, yes. Random McCartan did a great job. The dames were terrific people yeah. to work for. They were yep. real radio people. Yep. And they, they had, uh, they had GY in their sights for a long time. Oh, they wanted yeah. to own WGY well, and Schenectady. It's a crown jewel. Uh, absolutely. Yep. You know, and so they went after it when things started, you know, happening and sales started happening and they, yeah. I think, got it for a decent price and uh, came to town and I, I enjoyed every moment I worked there for uh, each of the people that ran the place. 
99.5, the River's Rock and Roll Breakfast. There's Bruce and Dancing in the Dark. About 10 past 8, I'm Tom Robinson for Tom and Lisa, who are returning next week after their big holiday break. Hope they're rested. Hope they're, um, well, actually ready to do this again. It's tough, man, when the, uh, the alarm clock goes off around 4, and then you head for the car, and it's covered in frost. Not a fun deal, but hey, but it's worth it, you know, to be here, especially to spread the cheer. And we've got lots of cheer yet to come this morning. We've got a uh, 25-pack of New York State Instant Game Candy Cane Cash lottery tickets to give out. Also, another four-pack of tickets to see the gifts of the Magi at the Capitol Repertory Theater. If you like theater or somebody on your Christmas list digs it, uh, we'll have a chance for you to that to win that in just a couple. Now, it looks like clouds for the rest of today in the high of 30. More clouds tonight, 13, and some sunshine poking through tomorrow with a high of 19. Sunshine Christmas Day. And 26. It's cloudy and 22. We'll take another look at Capital Region Roads with Jerry Bentley next. It's uh, it's that that moment in everybody's career uh, when things are going so well, mm-hmm. you know they can't last. <laughs> right? That happens to everybody, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, and that inevitably, because of this whole debacle called the Telecommunications Act of 1996, yeah. uh, deregulating the business, mm-hmm. and along comes Clear Channel. Yeah. And they start snapping up radio stations. Left know. and right. Oh, my goodness. And in the middle. Yeah. What was it, 1800, ultimately, or something it, it, like that? It, yeah, in there somewhere. Yeah. 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 So, you know, Albany was no exception. And uh, we, the River, and WGY, and, uh, you know, we all got snapped up in that that uh, that frenzy of buying. Mm-hmm. And uh, as soon as they took over and, and uh, the culture changed, yeah. they decided to, uh, to basically eliminate... What was it on on the river alone? We had a, an air staff of full and part time people around ten people yeah. on the air staff. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, we would go to a, a, a staff meeting where we'd consume easily three pizzas. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, among us, yeah. uh, all of a sudden, that staff meeting went from ten people down to three. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I, and I wasn't one of those three. Right, <laughs> I was let go. Nor, nor was I. I was told that the weekday folks were going to uh, voice uh, track the their we, uh, weekend shift, mm-hmm. so they didn't need part timers. And my Saturday morning shift was out, and I was uh, on the road again. Just, just yeah, <laughs> just one of those things. I had done seven to midnight the entire time I was there, uh, and, and actually courted the near the end. I was courting the morning shift, but. Uh, I didn't get picked to go to the dance. <laughs> um, but no, it's, uh, you know, when it happened, it just, it came out of left field. It did, yeah, yeah. And so I was I was um, like, wait, <laughs> now what? Yeah. I got shoved into the production department and they were going to just have me do commercials and that kind of thing, which would I appreciated that. But at the same time, that's not why I'm there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I took a job outside of the business. There you go. For about six six to eight months, I think it was, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's so funny how the strangest things, I don't know about you, but the strangest things that have happened to me are in between radio jobs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've had some strange things that happen to me in between radio gigs now that you mention it. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, so what, what, were you, you were in retail sales, or what were you yeah. doing? Yeah, I, t- yeah. I took uh, the music director's or music manager's position at Barnes & Noble okay. in Saratoga Springs. Right. Yeah. Brand new yeah. store, you know. Yeah. It was fun, but... Uh, I worked I, in a men's clothing store for a few months between... Oh, no kidding. Jobs. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, the only, and the only reason was, is the guy that ran the store had been a salesman at WGY. 
Goddess. You know, and he went off to run uh, Joseph A. Bank in Stuyvesant Plaza. Okay. And I called him up one day and said, "I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of work and I'm looking for even something part time. So I can handle handle part time. Yeah. So I did that part time until I got a full time gig uh, working someplace else that you and I will talk about since we worked together there. Uh, right. You know, a, a few months later. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's odd because uh, also in between. Um, those radio gigs, I was also finally uh, accepted as an instructor at the New School of Radio and TV uh-huh. uh, on Colvin Avenue and did that for from 98 through 2002, I believe it was. Very good, yeah. And so that was, you know, that kind of held me over in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So the Barnes & Noble thing, you know, only lasted briefly. Sure. Uh, as, as much fun as it <laughs> might have been. Um, then, of course, uh, going in and actually working as an instructor at New School, of course, all of a sudden, you know, I've, I feel like I'm back in this. Oh, thing, sure. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And it was around 2002, give or take, uh, after Clear Channel had, of course, uh, settled in. Yeah. I got a call from program director Randy McCartan for uh, WTRY. Yeah, yeah. He called me around the same time. Yeah. And he said, hey, they've given me TRY to program too. So he yeah. was uh, he was good because he he knew people uh, like you and I that yeah, yeah. Uh, could do the job and you know it kind of fit I think well <laughs> I'm a little younger than you but not much <laughs> I think it fit our our, uh, our age group oh I think so too yeah you know? I, I think uh, it was probably time for me to go at the river the uh, the music we were playing by the time I, I left there in 2001 yeah. had uh, segued over to some of the newer stuff that I probably wasn't a big fan of or didn't know yeah. a lot about right. And so I'm getting to the point where I actually had to ask people, how do you pronounce this person's name? And I'm thinking, maybe I'm just not. And again, it was part-time. I mean, I wasn't doing it full-time. And so it probably came about at the right time. But boy, when he brought us both into TRY to do the oldies, um, uh, that was my bailiwick. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I really, really enjoyed that. Sometime this afternoon, not very far from now, you're going to hear the Beetle Bucks Song of the Day. Now, if you want to know what the Beetle Bucks Song of the Day is going to be every day, just tune in at 710 with John and Jamie of the Good Times Morning Show around 710. They'll tell you what it's going to be. Then all day long, you listen for the song with the official cue to call. Then be the 50th nationwide caller of 1-866-525-WINS. You could pick up $25,000 in cash this week. It's Beetle Bucks, sponsored by DePaula Chevrolet. Super hits of the 60s and 70s. WTRY unmistakably Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels Devil with a Blue Dress on Good Golly Miss Molly. Two for the price of one there. I'm Tom Robinson with the super hits of the 60s and 70s including John Paul Young, Steam, Dave Clark 5 and maybe the Beetle Bucks song of the day coming right up. This Friday night it's the home opener for the Albany Conquest Arena football team. They're back at the Pepsi Arena 7.30 this Friday night. You could go to the show. Yes you could. I got a family four pack of tickets Tickets for you at 476-WTRY, the caller 16. That's caller 16 at 476-WTRY for a family four-pack of tickets to see the Albany Conquest home opener this Friday at the Pepsi Arena. Have you ever wanted to pick the songs we play on 98? If you want to look at uh, the span of things, it was the longest stretch that I'd been in any radio station, just one radio station for the longest period of time. And it was, uh, God, is pushing nine years. Wow, that's great. By the time Clear Channel sold to private equity. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
I hung out there a little longer than you did. Yes. But again, I was only, you know, uh, once, twice a week. So, it, you know, it didn't matter as much. Uh, you were, you were full time and, and they went through, they went through cuts nationwide. Oh. Yeah. You know, it was downsizing. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. It wasn't what you were or were not doing. It was downsizing. I still remember the very day. Um, it was Inauguration Day 2009. Wow. Barack Obama was being inaugurated at that day, on that very day at noon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in the WTRY studios, uh, Troy Schenectady Road, and I could see the entire parking lot from the studio, as you remember. Um, and I noticed a whole bunch of people going to their cars and driving away. And then I noticed on my email, I was getting one email after another with another person's name saying, so-and-so is no longer with the company. So-and-so is no longer with the company. And I got like 30 of those. And I I was a little worried because I realized, okay, the door's going to open any second Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be shown out of the building. There you go. Fortunately, the door did open, but it was the general manager saying, hey, I know you're probably a little worried right about now. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and they just said, you're okay. You're going to be with us. Don't worry. This is, you know, this is a, a thing we have to do because of the economy, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, right. Uh, so um, I lasted another year. Okay, yeah. So, and then there was another round, and yep. Oh, yeah. there was round after yeah, round. Exactly, after round. exactly. It's, well, they didn't catch up to me until uh, 2020. Yes. So, so you you were a, you were an outlier. I mean, <laughs> but once again, I was making two to three thousand dollars a year because I was only yeah. working a few hours a week. You know, right. I was still having fun, even though it had changed a lot from oh. how it started. But I was still having fun, and I was going down the hall to WGY on Saturday mornings, listening with Joe uh, Gallagher for you know, 15, 20 minutes on his show. Right. Uh, he needed somebody to help him fill in that time, so why not me if I was in the studio? <laughs> you know. And so that became a regular thing that we did. Actually, that started back when I used to work at the River over on Washington Avenue. Okay. And he was next door at WGY. He had taken over for the late Paul Cassidy. I remember that. Yeah, and I had started stopping in at his... Uh, on, on his show uh, when I would play two or three CDs in a row and could get out of my studio. Right. And it just started uh, to snowball from there. So for a long time, he and I, almost 20 years, he and I would would talk every week on his show for a few minutes. And you still talk to him over lunch once in a while. <laughs> yes, we do. We do get together. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. No, um, to me, um, and I have to say this because uh, I was hearing Joe Gallagher in Oneonta on WGY in the afternoons. Ah. Um, and he was an inspiration to me. There you go. As, as far as... Just okay. This is how uh, you can prep for a show. You can you can do really unusual things sometimes, <laughs> and you have to really be creative. I mean, to make it different each day, you've got yeah. to find something. Yeah. And he was brilliant at that. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Well, what I found to be the challenge as we got into voice tracking and away from doing you know live shows, which mm-hmm. we did in you know later in uh, at least my part time career at, at WTRY is that since it's only taking me uh, 45 minutes to an hour to do my whole show, because I'm just doing my portions in between the music, you really had to plan ahead. Yeah. Because in in live radio, you've got at least one song, if not a couple of records, to get ready to say what you're going to say next. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing one after another after another, if you didn't do some, some show prep and have something to talk about, it yeah. got boring very fast. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, that's kind of what where we are right now. Yeah. There are some stations that are just boring to just listen to. read the cards, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, and, we used to call them card readers. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Yeah. We try, try not to 
to do that. And, sure. and uh, with a good program director who is willing to sit down and, and work, especially when you're a young talent, and, and really kind of give you an idea as to, okay, here's your A, here's your B. How do you get from A to B and do it most efficiently? Yeah, mm-hmm, but at mm-hmm. the same time, make it entertaining. Exactly, exactly. Right? It's, uh, Which we had fun teaching kids at the new school. There you go. You know, I, I loved it. I was there for five years myself yep. uh, back in the middle of my career and uh, and loved it. And oh. to be able to, to share that uh, that inspiration with, with people and, and encourage them to do the same, it was it was fun time. It turned out a lot of talent from that place. Yeah, oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of talent. I'm, I'm working on my sequel to to the, the book that I alluded to earlier, the memoir I did called I'll Have to Ask My Mom, which is about okay. how I got into the business. I'm working on a sequel and right now talking a lot about um, uh, my days teaching at the new school. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, because Can't I wait. left that out of the first book, so I'm, I'm doing that in my next memoir. That's cool. Now, keep in mind, it took me 15 years to write the first memoir altogether. I yep. started like three times. So, you know, sometime around uh, 2037, look for this book, okay? Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm no, it's, no, that's it. great, because yeah, I think those that, were great there, there's a lot of stories to be told there. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah, of stories. Yeah. You mentioned Chris Holmberg earlier. I taught him at no the new kidding. school, you know, yeah. And so, and he's one of my uh, proudest achievements, if yeah. you will, because he would, but, but you know what I do mention, uh, I just, just writing this this afternoon, I do mention that he had the talent the second he opened his mouth on the air at yep. the new school in the little studio there. And I heard him over the PA speaker. I said, Oh man, this guy, you know, I don't have to do too much teaching here. He's right. just got it. He had yes. the personality, he had the voice. Uh, he just knew what to do with it, and so it didn't take a lot of training for him to to find a successful. We'll career. have to yeah. we'll have to sit down and really chat about that because yeah. there's there's a lot a yeah. lot that happened in that place. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, a lot of really good things, a lot of good talent to come out of there. Absolutely. And, and, uh, yeah. You know, it's sad because a place like that really has no justification for existence. And not not for radio training anymore, which nope. is why they've uh, expanded and gone on to other types of yeah. uh, training and teaching there. Yeah. 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 Well, and uh, so so now you're to, out, uh, out of the. Business, uh, you know, she you lasted another year, yeah, and then got caught yep. in the next round of layoffs. Indeed, and uh, that um, quite easily was the darkest point of, of life. I can say mm. you know, it was mm. really difficult. Uh, like so many people, you know, who uh, go through a particular career, whatever it might be. If that career disappears, it's what you identify yourself as. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when it goes away, then then you have to kind of like rethink. Well, wait. Um, what what am I good for? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so true, true. There's a lot of that. I mean, which is good. It's good personal growth. Mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. I did get a great therapist. <laughs> I got to confess. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, you wound up at a company that went out of business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shortly thereafter. Your ITT days, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 The, yeah ITT was... Um, was a kind of a stopgap. Again, you know, you got to make money. Yeah, yeah. So I took the uh, the position, um, you know, not reluctantly necessarily, but because it was a communications. Sure. It was really more sales. Right. Which you know, I'm not a, I'm not. Don't consider myself. Although I am a pitch man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just don't like the idea of sales. But sure. Uh, you know, I did that for for a better part of a summer. Yeah. And it and it was okay. But they the company was on the skids. Yeah. They were going out. And everybody knew it. 
And then you came along. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't blame me for this. <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah, and you're still where I brought you into, which yes. I'm happy to, to say is doing very well. It's uh, despite the fact that I'm no longer there. So it's uh, it's called it's called Voice Coaches. Yeah, and uh, it's been in the Albany market what 22 years. Now? Uh, yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and um, how long have you been there now? So I began in uh, 2015. Okay, and it's now 2022. So yeah, yeah. it's uh, mm-hmm. seven years. Seven years. I was there Seven ten. Years. Yeah, yeah, and uh, thrilled to bring you on board. The boss immediately knew that uh, you could do what we did, which is teaching folks how to be voice actors. Voice actors. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, long story short, I did go out and lecture for the company for about three and a half years. Right. Um, that was wonderful because I got to see the entire country, yeah. which I'd never done before. Yeah, uh, twenty-four states in a year and a half, I think, <laughs> something like that. You, which you had a lot to do with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, lecturing in front of of groups of people uh, in all kinds of settings. Sure. You know, yeah. College and high schools and community centers and you name it. Um, that was that was enlightening mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. all of a sudden I had to think on my feet and and be a quote unquote performer mm-hmm. in front of uh, people, mm-hmm. which I'd never really you know for yeah. two two and a half hours at times. Yes, uh, yeah. which really forced me to become um, much more self reliant that way. Sure, I feel much more relaxed. Yeah, uh, when it comes to speaking to people in general, so. That was was a great benefit, although the the traveling was just killing me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So you were grateful when the COVID uh, pandemic uh, came along, yeah, in a, in pretty a sense, much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because that stopped your travel for a yeah. while. Well, yeah. it also I had I had made the the choice to not travel okay. just before. I would say 2019 was the last year I traveled. Okay, but uh, I I had uh, wanted to really get into uh, just working one on one with new voice actors. Yeah. Which to me, to this day, is it's really what I'm meant to do. Yeah, yeah, and you're still doing it quite successfully. I'm yeah. happy to say. Oh, it's it's uh, uh, it's been wonderful. Yeah. Love the uh, the interaction. Uh, things have changed quite a bit. Of voice coaches is much more comprehensive than mm-hmm. when, even when I first came on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're much more thorough about uh, training people nice. to give them the skills they need to step into a field that's nice. It's still growing. Yeah. Well, the marketing part was always the the tough part, which is why yes. uh, you and I wound up doing a podcast every week. That's right. For many years, uh, teaching folks how to market themselves uh, themselves yep. as uh, as uh, voice actors, which is not an easy thing to do. Um, and so uh, we did quite a few episodes together. Wow. Of, uh, that was such fun. Voice Coaches Radio. There's a few uh, awards that uh, we won over here, too. Oh, right, oh right? really? Yeah, those, those are the uh, Addy Awards <laughs> we, we won along the way. Okay. Or at least the podcast won, I should say. I'm I, not sure okay. if you were a co-host at the time or not. But anyway, well. I went through three co-hosts. You know, I'm just terrible <laughs> to work for and with. But um, uh, no, anyway, um, I, I, we are kind of, we're expecting some folks to play this rock trivia here in, in a yes. few moments. So we do have to kind of start wrapping up but oh, yeah. we can't do it without talking about the the, why, the reason oh, I'm wearing this t-shirt you're tonight. You're wearing the Foos Talk Live Foos t-shirt. Foos Talk Live t-shirt. Okay. So on the side all these years <laughs> we didn't know you were a classic foosball player. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this goes all the way back to Oneonta. Wow. Uh, when I was a kid there was a, a, an Italian pizza, a pizzeria down the street from my house. Uh, they brought in this table. Yeah. I had no idea what it was. 
but I knew that it was interfering with my pinball playing because that's where we used to play pinball in the pizzeria. Yeah. But they brought this table in. It was uh, it was called a Bonzini, which is uh, it's in a French uh, professional foosball table. Okay. And so the guys who ran the pizzeria, the brothers, were really good at it. Mm. And so we got intrigued as teenagers. We were 14, 15. <laughs> and so we were there eating pizza two or three nights a week playing this this game called foosball. Uh, when I got to be college age, there was a, 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 a local uh, nightclub that had four of these tables. And a partner and I would go there four or five nights a week and, well, clean up <laughs> and uh, and beat all the college kids. Wow. And win drinks all night and never drink them because, well, we were always playing. Um, anyway, so that that lasted all the way through college, well, yeah. that passion. Sure, yeah. And it is a passion. It's something you get, a, you yeah. get addicted to. I it. can understand, yeah. And so when I finally discovered women, well, that all changed. <laughs> you know, in the 80s, I, I gave up the, the, the foosball playing. But because of the the whole debacle, losing my position with uh, with radio, mm-hmm. I ended up um, uh, discovering that my neighbor across the street, I had a lot of spare time, he bought a table, ah, a foosball table, and put yeah. it in his basement. Wow. Because he said, I played in college too, man. Let's play. All right. So we started playing casually and having fun and drinking a beer here and there. And Who then, had the idea to start the podcast? So that all came down after I got involved with this local group called the 518 Foosball Club. Okay. In uh, Clifton Park, New York. Yeah. And they play every week uh, professionally. Okay. For money. Okay. And so I started doing that, and I've been addicted to that since 2011. All right. And along the way, when I was at Voice Coaches, um, one of the, uh, the the people that worked at Voice Coaches as well in the video department um, asked me about foosball. Realized, you know, because we were just chit-chatting one day, and I just said, yeah. yeah, I play foosball on Friday nights. And he's like, yeah. you play what? <laughs> and so... Um, he came back a week later and said, hey, man, I'm looking for more information about foosball, and I'm trying to find just a place where I can listen to a podcast on foosball. And I'm not hearing There's nothing wow, out there. Wow, wow. I said, well, yeah, I, I, you know, I did some research as well. But he said, hey, why don't you do, you've got this background in sure. broadcasting. Why yeah. don't you do a, a podcast about foosball? And at first I was kind of like, yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll do that. Uh, and then he'd, he'd see me again and go, what's going on? Have you done anything? Wow. And he, he badgered me wow. <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Uh, but uh, after a while, uh, we got down to brass tacks and I started planning it out. Uh, the summer of uh, 2018, by the fall of 2018, October of 2018, we went on, lot, on, our, on for the very first time with our first episode, uh, October 20th of 2018, uh, called Origins, and it's called Foosball Radio. Yeah. Uh, that was the original name That's what, that, I, that I kind of just decided, hey, it's, let's combine two things. There you and, go, sure. And uh, it, it was a hit. Nice. Almost immediately. Nice. So it uh, has grown. We have 191 episodes of Foosball Radio, Foos Talk Live, which is the live version of it, uh, foosball radio was a one-on-one kind of thing, sort of okay. an interview program. Yeah. Uh, but then it grew into this Foos Talk Live thing when the the COVID thing hit because yeah. we wanted to do something for people to you know just talk about foosball, and so it started out on Friday nights live. Now it's Sunday nights at, at nine Eastern uh, every week, and then there's also two more products that have just been introduced mm. uh, in the, in the umbrella of foosball radio. One's called um, Shooting the Shot. 
Okay. Uh, which is a play on words, of course, but yeah. it's, it's a more of a casual, like what you're doing right here, this kind of a podcast. Okay. With uh, one, of our, our, uh, one of our teammates. Uh, his name is Clay Toomey from Dallas, Texas, and he's doing a wonderful job with it. Great. And uh, another one called the free-for-all, the foosball free-for-all, which is rather experimental. But <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway, foosball radio is now found on Buzzsprout. Okay. Uh, Buzzsprout is a is a website for podcasts. Uh, it's also on Apple Podcasts, sure. it's on Spotify. Yeah, you know wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Sort of like where this one is. Yeah, yep. yeah. We started with we're still with Podbean, yep. and uh, but you can listen to us. You know many different ways. Where wherever your podcasts are found. There you go. Yeah, you and know, it's found. Yeah. this is this is the wave of the future. <laughs> Obviously, right. And I enjoy this in retirement because first of all, it's only once a month. Yep. I can do that, no problem. <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, I have the equipment because I'm a voice actor and I do that sure. you know, here here in the same studio. That I mean, why wouldn't you, you know, do it? There you go. And so uh, I'm just thrilled that you found your niche like that. Yeah. And that you're still working full-time and find the time to do that, which is nice. Yep. It's uh, It all happens in the in the studio at home. Yeah, nice. Uh, just like in your studio here. Yeah. Um, I'm just, you know, it's a, it can be a little oppressive at times. <laughs> uh, so I do try to get outside once in a while. But no, it's uh, it's been wonderful. And, and uh, I'm, I'm just looking forward. Uh, we go to tournaments and we broadcast live from the yeah, tournaments. Yeah, yeah. Weren't you and, just uh, out of town a week or two back? Where yep. were you? Went to Kentucky. There you and, go. Uh, to the what's called the Tornado World Championships. Wow. Which was truly international this year. Nice. Uh, a team from Costa Rica won the whole thing. Wow. So that was the first time in history that's ever happened. Cool. But uh, I'm teamed up with Jim Stevens, who's uh, the world's greatest play-by-play foosball announcer of all time. <laughs> He's based out of Durango, Colorado, and he has so much knowledge. He's been doing play-by-play for foosball since 1992. Wow. And he's recorded every single one of his matches that Ooh, he's commentated. Wow. And they're uh, they're all collected uh, on the thing called InsideFoos.com. So <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a whole new world out there. It is indeed. Yeah, yeah. And so this is um, the ongoing saga thereof. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad it led you, you know, to where you're enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. Which you always did on the radio. You could always tell as well. Oh. You always had the smile in your voice. I Thanks. enjoyed working with you at both the River and and WTRY over the years and at, at voice coaches. Just yeah. I was very happy that you're a success story. Somebody you're, I suggested for a job actually is still there. Right. Well, you're uh, <laughs> you're one of those people in in, in the the long the annals of, of the radio thing that have always uh, been very encouraging and also someone who really has a has a a, a finger on the pulse of what's happening well, in thanks. the industry. Thanks. So yeah. you know yeah. it's been a it's been great. Well, I've enjoyed doing uh, this time with you especially oh thanks um i i it just uh i don't know why i woke up this morning and i said well he's coming to play a game this evening why not have him come early and sit behind the microphone so it was fortuitous i'm flattered that you'd want me to do it and (laughs) And thank uh, you for coming out in the thunderstorms this afternoon i appreciate it yeah thunderstorms not gonna hold me back (laughs) very good tom i wish you the best whether it be on the radio or on the podcast or you know, teaching voice acting. As we say in the end of every episode, we'll see you foozing. <laughs> okay. Well, that works for you. <laughs> I'm just going to say thanks again. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Warren.
Radio Split Ranch. Well, I don't know about you, but I learned a lot more about Tom today, and I've known him for more than 25 years. Maybe I should put more of my friends in front of a microphone. Tom tells us he's made a home at some 15 radio stations and is almost 40 years in the business. And that brings our running total of call letters served by my 14 guests so far at 160. Tying up my friendship, both personal and professional, with Tom is the following air check from September 1st, 1999, when I happened to be subbing for Tom on 99.5 The River. Enjoy this short clip from the too-long career of Chris Warren while I go figure out who my next victim will be on the Radio Split Ranch. Hope you'll come back next time to find out. In the meantime, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. 99.5 The River. Good evening. Chris in for Tom. A little before 7 o'clock. Playing the greatest hits of the 80s, 90s, and 70s. Here's a great one from Eddie Money. Baby, hold on. 99.5 The River. 99.5 The River with Pearl Jam. 99.5 The River. Secondhand news. Fleetwood Mac. How you doing this evening? What a great night again in the great Northeast. Good evening, I'm Chris Warren, and for Tom Robinson, who'll be in tomorrow morning for Tom Keefe, whose wife is going to go into labor. We, it's, it's complicated, but stick around. It's a lot of good fun. And you haven't got to go very far for some real good fun. Lots of your favorite music from the 1980s coming up. The River, 8 o'clock 80s, full hour devoted to the music of the 80s tonight at 8 o'clock, so we're just uh, 34 minutes away from that. You'll stick around? Good, I hope so. And not too far away, some Sister Hazel and Kansas is coming up next. Colored 99.5 River weather. So how many more days like this can we have in a row? I'll tell you, I'm not complaining. Here's uh, here's what it looks like. Clear and cool tonight. Low 53. Great sleeping weather. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high of 86. Then a mostly sunny Friday as well. High 88. Fair and 80 right now at 99.5 The River. Got Aerosmith kicking off another continuous music cruise coming up next. I'm home of 20 in a row or $20,000. Check your river calendar. 99.5 The River. Good evening. About five minutes before 8 o'clock. Oh, what a great night going. I'm Chris Warren, and we've got the greatest hits of the 80s, 90s, and 70s. Here's John Mellencamp at 99.5 The River. 99.5 The River. Good evening. It's the 8 o'clock 80s thing. I'm Chris Warren in for Tom Robinson. We're going to spotlight the years of Cheers and the Cosby Show and Bruce Willis on Moonlighting. Remember that? Yeah. And play a lot of your favorite stuff from the 80s, including this from Bruce and the E Street Band. I'm on fire from 99.5 The River. 99.5 The River. How'd it go at the track this afternoon, huh? By the uh, looks of the fish and chips on your dinner plate there, you must not have visited the winner's window too much. Okay, well, we'll make you a winner tonight. It's the 8 o'clock 80s and 20 in a row or $20,000. Here's Journey. 99.5 The River. The River. Let's let's wrap up. Yes, let's wrap up our 8 o'clock 80s with some Billy Joel from 1989. This is Pressure on the River 99.5. Would you believe we didn't start the fire? I I thought you might, yeah. 99.5 The River with Fleetwood Mac. 
99.5, The River. Good evening, 21. I'm making 22 after 9 o'clock. Welcome back to the Capital Region. If you're settling into your new dorm or apartment this evening, 99.5 is where you glue the stereo for the best of the 80s, 90s, and 70s. The River. The Doobies are on tour this summer. In fact, if you're anywhere near Merrillville, Indiana, they're at the Star Plaza Theater Friday night. I don't know where that is. I don't know. Here they are. China Grove. 99.5 The River. Ninety-nine point five, the river. Wow, great stuff. China Grove, Doobie Brothers, at nine thirty-three. Good evening. How you doing? Having a good one. Yeah, we're enjoying the music. Got some more coming up for you shortly here. But uh, hey, would I lie to you? That was twenty in a row, and then some, and you get it guaranteed here at the river. How you doing tonight? Well, tomorrow morning. Got to be here. Lisa's going to be sharing the studio with a big windbag tomorrow. And we're not talking Tom. In fact, Tom Keefe probably won't even be here tomorrow. His wife's having a baby or something. You know, some silly excuse like that. Tom Robinson's going to be standing in. And uh, it's it's even bigger than the windbags that we usually put on the radio here. Because it's all about the Scottish games tomorrow. So, uh, you know, check it out. We'll be talking with a man in a skirt. Now, be careful. I've got some Scottish blood here. That's tomorrow morning, starting at 5 o'clock. 5 to 10. Always fun here with Tom and Lisa. No matter which Tom it is. <laughs> got some Eddie Money coming up. And Natalie and Brilliant next. The Pipes. 99.5. River weather. What a gorgeous night. Clear and cool. Expect a low around 53. Tomorrow, mostly sunny. High 86. And expect a mostly sunny Friday as well. High 88 from here. The weekend looks terrific. Right now, clear and 68. At 99.5, The River. Got some Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band coming up. And they'll start another continuous music cruise next on the home of 20 in a row or 20 grand. Quench your thirst. 99.5, The River. About five minutes before 10 o'clock. Good evening. I'm Chris Warren in for Tom Robinson. And I've got the greatest hits of the 80s, 90s, and 70s. Like this one from Genesis on The River, 99.5. The River. Here's John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band on the dark side. 99.5 The River. 30 years later and he's still blowing you away. Santana. Unbelievable. And yeah, that's Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20 helping him out there. Mm, That's smooth from Supernatural. 1029, good evening. I'm Chris Warren. If you're coming down the north way tonight, watch out for that crowd from SPAC. They just got out of Riverdance, and you can't be sure what their feet are going to do on the gas and brake pedals, so, you know, watch out for them. Hey, are, are you saving money and getting free gifts from the river? You're not. Well, it's probably because you haven't joined the River Club. What are you waiting for? Get your River Club card right away because you get a 20% discount on the new three-month car club membership at Colonial Car Wash, and you get a free Libertech t-shirt and 10% discount on any Pentium 2 system at Libertex.com, 1650 Western Avenue in Gilderland. Those are just a couple of the things you get. Get all the more details that you need at the nearly free stuff page on the River website, www.wrve.com, or hey, give me a call. Keep me awake, 1-800-995-WRVE. Got some Tom Petty coming up and Collective Soul next. 99.5. River weather. Aren't you glad you chose this week to stay home and not go to North Carolina? 
<laughs> Here's that weather. Clear and cool overnight. Low 53. Sunshine. High 86 tomorrow. Staying fair tomorrow night. Low 55. And Friday gets us into the Labor Day weekend with sunny and pleasant weather. High in the mid 80s. Right now it's fair. And 65 at 99.5 The River. You're probably wondering who's next, aren't you? So am I. Oh, it's Pat Benatar. She'll start another continuous music cruise next at the home of 20 in a row or 20 grand. You can help program. The River, 99.5. How are you this evening? About nine minutes before 11 o'clock. We're about ready to take off with some more of the greatest hits of the 80s, 90s, and 70s. And the Steve Miller Band, 99.5, The River. 99.5, The River. Good evening. 11 minutes after 11 o'clock, I'm Chris Warren in for Tom Robinson for another hour or so. You remember Crash? Well, this is Crush, Dave Matthews Band, 99.5, The River. 99.5, The River, and the boys of summer, Don Henley, the waning days of summer 1999. I'm Chris Warren, and a good evening, about 28 minutes after 11 o'clock. Rock and roll still to come. Don't go too far. We're just going to tell you very briefly how you can help program the river, 99.5. Would you like to do that? Just tell us uh, on the river feedback phone uh, what you like and what you'd like changed. 452-4842 is the number. Write it down, 452-4842. Works real good right on the palm of your hand right there. And uh, make the suggestions. And thanks from all of us here at 99.5 The River, where Bruce is coming up in a few moments. Got some Cheryl Crow and Boston kicking it off next. River weather. Well, a light jacket is in order this evening if you're heading on out, and it'll be uh, necessary probably early in the morning. Here it is, clear and cool, low 53 tonight. Sunshine tomorrow, high 86. Staying fair Thursday night, low 55. And then Friday into Labor Day weekend, sunny and pleasant, high in the mid-80s. Looks good from here. Clear and 64 now at the River, 99.5. Thanks for joining us this evening. I'm Chris Warren, and it's uh, going to rock and roll all night. Kicking off with Green Day. Another continuous music cruise next on the home of 20 in a row or $20,000. Jackie River calendar.